I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find a link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 118. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Hayley Mary. The singer-songwriter, who is also the Jezebel's frontwoman, Surprise released her third solo EP last week, entitled Fall In Love. In today's episode, we're speaking with Hayley about the Surprise EP, working with her partner Johnny Took, and separating her solo work from the Jezebels. Here we go. Our guest today is a brilliant rock singer and songwriter, who some might know as the frontwoman for indie band The Jezebels. Having stepped out on her own, she's now released three EPs, including the surprise release last week, Fall in Love. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Hayley Mary. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. Good. Very good. That's good. Uh, where Where are you joining us from uh, this this fine morning? I'm, in, I'm at home in, in Brunswick, Victoria. Um, yeah, uh, I've just been... I'm a little bit frazzled because I just am learning production and I just uh, learned the, the the fundamental lesson, which is how to not lose files. <laughs> I lost the whole session and I had to start re-recording it again. So I feel, I feel a little dishevelled, but also like this is one of those fundamental lessons that one learns about saving things properly. So, yeah. I'm very sorry to hear that that was lost. It is, I feel like uh, there are times with production or anything like that where it's, you. Rem- this is a lesson that you'll remember that's why moving I'm being, forward forever. That's why I'm being grateful for it. I'm like, okay, because at least it doesn't matter. It's not a thing that matters super amount. So it's 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 good. It's better that it happened to this rather than like my debut album or something. <laughs> yeah, very fair. <laughs> Are you are you teaching yourself? Is it like a self-taught thing? No, I'm studying at Melbourne Polytechnic. I've just done the last year at um, doing sound production there because I thought COVID hit and I was like, this looks like a good year to study, which was never really something I thought was on the cards before. You know, there was never a time when you could just take a year off and study full-time when, when touring was normal. So I was like, I'm just going to hedge my bets that there's not going to be any touring for a year. And I was right. So, I, yeah, I just committed to that. And now it's over and touring's opening up. So I kind of nailed that, I feel. Perfect timing. Yeah. You've done it very well. <laughs> very great. <laughs> we are talking today, um, not for your production skills, but hopefully in the future we'll be 
further interviews with about your production. Uh, we're talking about the surprise EP that came out last week, Fall in Love. Congratulations. Yes. Well, they linked a little bit because I kind of co-produced the single. Um, we did that on Zoom. I mean, look, I, I don't want to take too much credit, but it was kind of out of necessity. Oscar, Oscar Dawson from Holly Holly produced it with me, but we were in lockdown. Um, and so we couldn't really do anything in the studio. So I ended up having to do a fair bit of it myself from home and reused a bit of my production. So I'm technically a co-producer on that. So they do relate a little bit and I feel very proud of that because that's my first, first co-production. Um, but no, I think most of the credit does actually belong to Oscar, but I'm just getting in there as much as I can. No, if, if, <laughs> um, if you've done some of that yeah. work, you, like I apologize, but right. you, um, no, no, you no, own no, that. It's yeah. all right. You, you weren't, <laughs> you weren't I did the keyboard parts and I, I did my vocal as well because, but that's technically engineering, but yeah, no, nah, but it's mainly Oscar, but yeah, it was a really good experience and he's a good person to learn with and, and, um, yeah, Zoom production is a challenge in itself, but I found it weirdly, weirdly good. The rest of the EP is not um, was was produced, you know, normal in a more traditional way. Um, when I recorded the rest of my last EP, the Drip, um, it was kind of meant to be an album, and we we did that all that um, in in at the Grove with Scott Horscroft and Johnny Talk, my partner, but then I kind of had these leftover songs that didn't make it onto the second EP. I wanted to get them out. I didn't want to save them for the album because I thought they were a time and a place, you know, and I was like, look, let's start 2022 fresh. I'll write a whole new album. Let's just get these songs out. We kind of realised this in like the start of November. We were like, shit, we should try and, or no, maybe (laughs) mid-October. We should try and get these out, but we we need one more song. So I roped Oscar into producing the single with me and, we just kind of—it was all a bit of a rush, but I liked—I liked the idea of just dropping it and and starting new next year. So yeah, it's a little Merry Christmas gift <laughs> <laughs> myself and the a, world. <laughs> it's a beautiful Christmas gift. I like that. <laughs> uh, do you find Thanks. it freeing in that ability to kind of, uh, I guess, make those decisions relatively quickly and be like, "Yep, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. Let's just drop it." Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's all in the, the contemporary way of releasing things now. Like there, there are ways in which you can, you sort of have to be less flexible. Like if you were doing your proper album and you wanted to give it its best shot, you'd probably need a lot longer lead up time. But I was like, look, this is just an, a weird anomaly. It's an adapting to the, the streaming culture. It's like, just drop it, put it out. I'm not expecting it to be, you know, it, it hasn't received like the amount of attention in the release that we would normally give something because we didn't have the time. But we, um, like on our end, I mean, that we just we we just wanted to put it out. But you can do that with streaming, which is good. So yeah, it's just kind of like a keep the momentum up, let people know I'm actually serious about this solo career of mine, I'm not going anywhere, <laughs> and it's. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it is good to be able to adapt, I suppose, in this in this environment. Have you found that there's much pushback? Just kind of touching on what you said then, have you found that there's much, maybe not pushback, but are people not taking this solo um, 
venture of yours seriously? No, I don't think it's so much that they're not. It's just that you want to you want to make sure that they know it's not just a little side project for um, me, for Haley from the Jezebels. Like it's kind of it's my it's my main focus now. And I, I maybe in in terms of Jezebel's fans, there's like the occasional bit of pushback. Like there's a couple of people that every time I put something out, they're like, that's great, but like when are the Jezebels <laughs> doing something? Or some people have been quite mean and been like, I hate this, do a Jezebels song. And I'm like, dude, this has actually nothing to do with the fact that the Jezebels aren't doing anything. The Jezebels have been inactive for like five years and that's actually not anything on me. Like I was... I was very, I was probably the only one that probably wanted to keep going to an extent. I mean, there's a very, probably everyone's got their different versions of that story, but this is not getting in the way of the Jezebels. This is just something I do because I'm compelled to do it. But so I do think that maybe there are some, some Jezebels fans that are like, think that I'm stopping it by doing my solo <laughs> stuff. And it's like, you have no idea what you're talking about. But generally then even in, I guess, supporters, yeah, you've all, you always kind of um, face that challenge when you have something established and then you do something new that it's like, oh, is this a side project or is it something to take seriously? Do we care about it? Or is it just one of the little artistic things that someone does? And it's really like it's my it's who I've become. I'm a completely different person to what the Jezebels kind of Haley was. And it's definitely, I think, you know, at first when you've just got one EP out, people are like, that's cool. Do I, you know, do I take this seriously? But then if, but now I've got 17 songs out, it's like, I'm an actual artist. (laughs) So, yeah, I think it's just that consistency and people getting used to seeing you as something other than just the singer of, a band that they know or, yeah. you know. I've, I've always found it yeah. fascinating the, the really diehard fans who feel that the best approach is to insult and then request, like, going not going backwards, but it to me it just doesn't make sense. You'd be like, this stinks, do more Jezebel stuff because why? <laughs> like, you, I, I don't know. It just makes that approach just baffles oh. me anyway. It's a funny, it's just a trolling approach, really. It's like, it's the same as even if we were doing the Jezebels, they wouldn't be happy with that. They think that we should just do Prisoner again or Mm. maybe we should just do our EPs again. And it's like, basically you want to live in a nostalgic time where you just discovered this band for the first time and they were new and they hadn't changed enough and no time had passed. Um, And that's kind of the approach some diehard fans. And it's like, you know, I'm sure... Okay, ABBA, huge band, <laughs> just put out a thing. <laughs> Diehard fans would be like, some of them would be supportive, some of them would be like, you shouldn't have done that. I, I prefer old ABBA. It's like even if you, it's not a side project or not a solo project or not, even you, if you're con- continuing in the band, people are critical. So I guess you just kind of got to ignore it a little bit. But it's not so much to those people that I'm speaking. It's more to like myself in that. I tried to give up on music for a long time when the Jezebels were in a bit of a hiatus and um, it just didn't work. I just can't. So I had to re reinvent myself and in many ways it's kind of 
more me and when you you know when you act it out and you write and you become more who you are that's kind of almost what I'm trying to commit to here as well is like um my own yeah my own sense of purpose through music I suppose yeah of course it is um the not just this EP but like Hayley Mary as a solo artist is kind of like this fascinating um I don't want to say it's a project because as you said, it is like your main focus now. I want to give it more credit due <laughs> than calling it a project, but project works. project works because it's also not all that I am, but it's, it's a, it is my main focus. Like I have, I have other side projects, um, but project suggests more than a release. It's an ongoing thing. So I think project works, but also okay. artist, I suppose. Works, but yeah. yeah. I'm not insulted by project. Okay. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, good. <laughs> I feel that yeah, that there has been like incredible growth, and this is not to disparage anything that the Jezebels have done previously. But I, even in the the few releases that you've you've put out so far, I feel like there's been this incredible growth, and in that it does seem to be kind of like you said that I feel like sometimes with artists you can tell when there's a there's the the music is genuine and that there's a real connection from the artist to the songs and I feel that that kind of continues to show more and more as these releases uh, come out. Yeah, oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah I think I'm getting better at it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you um you practice in in action with music like you you can't wait for it to be perfect before you put anything out. You kind of, you go with it. And yeah, I definitely do feel like I'm, I'm, I'm me, you know, with a band, it's like, it's not that it lacks authenticity or anything. It's just that it's a, it's a culmination of four or however many people you've got. And so it's only going to be like a portion of each of those individuals and a portion of each of those individuals is sort of put aside as the part that doesn't fit in that band, you know, Nick, from the Jezebels is like a metal thrash math core. Like he loves all this weird mathematic side of music. And we, you know, we tried to incorporate elements of that, but we pushed a lot of that out because we were a pop band. And so he's got his other projects where he gets to be that side of Nick, you know, and same with Heather and her classical stuff and, it's actually quite good for the band when people go off and like allow themselves to be their other selves. It's like not quite like being in an open relationship because I don't think that could work <laughs> too well with our personalities. But it's like it, it helps the whole in a way because you don't breed resentments where you're not being, you're crushing a part of yourself or whatever. But I definitely feel that I'm way more myself now, but it's also about time. Like, that was 10 years ago that Prisoner came out, our first album. We had, what, three EPs before that. So you're a completely different person. And even if the Jezebels got together now, it wouldn't be the same Jezebels. Um, and we're touring, but that's kind of a nostalgia tour, whereas if we wrote together now, we'd be different people. But, yeah, sorry, I don't even know if you asked a question then. I just went on a ramble. <laughs> I don't think I had a question there, but but I think it kind of like was um, alluding to what I was, yeah what we were talking about in terms of that it, it the music 
appears more genuinely you and less so, yeah, to, to paraphrase you, like an amalgamation well, of people. More genuinely me because it's, yeah, it's mainly me and it's me becoming me more and more. So it's like, yeah. and I collaborate, like I need people. I co-write, I have producers, I have players. I'm not particularly savvy with playing. I can write a riff but I can't play it all that well. There's a lot of people still part of it but I lead it and ultimately every call is mine and so there is more of it I guess there's always going to be if you're doing it right there's always going to be a more unified voice for a solo artist than there is for a band because a band is like a lucky cocktail like it's amazing that bands work (laughs) like there's you know especially if there's they're all opinionated all um you know talented or have any kind of influence it's like a lot of bands only work because some people don't mind following a, a certain member, but yeah. in our band, everyone everyone wanted opinion. Everyone had a lot of ideas. Everyone we we kind of ran it democratically, so to speak. So it was like it's amazing that it actually worked at all. But but yeah, there is there is definitely more of me in this, and I'm I'm really loving it because it actually does. Yeah, it eases the pressure on the band in a way. Of course. For me. Yeah. The, um, the title track fall in love is a gorgeous, um, and I'm not just saying this, I feel like it always comes across as if I'm just kind of, you know, trying to blow smoke up the guests, uh, um, you know, ego when saying this, um, the song has been in my head. I haven't noticed that, so. <laughs> This song has been catchy? in my head for like the catchy? last day or so. Catchy. Yeah, very catchy. Very, very catchy. It gives me um like 1960s, <laughs> 1970s pop kind of vibes. Yes, that's me in a nutshell. Um, like I loved when I was like 10, I had a 1970s party. Like I've always been the retro <laughs> kid that liked ABBA and Motown and Queen and Bowie and just like anything big pop like but generally old pop so I'm slowly starting to get that more into my music which is really exciting I mean it's always been there but like yeah I appreciate that call because that's exactly what I wanted to do I just wanted to make a feel-good song about falling in love that was like upbeat but rock and um you know feel good but not shallow that makes sense it's a very fine line I feel as well to, you know, you don't want to go too saccharine or too. um... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Yeah, too schmaltzy even. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever heard that word, schmaltzy. I like it. I'm hoping that it's a word and that I haven't just made it up, but we'll... um, (laughs) we'll I'm trying to know what you mean, so it works. It works. (laughs) Okay, beautiful. (laughs) Um, There was another track on the EP uh, that I wanted to talk about, which was The Young... um, which I believe was written with your partner, Johnny. Yeah. I mean, I don't really remember exactly the process of that one. Johnny and I write together a lot to varying degrees. Like sometimes it's like, you know, properly we get together and write it. Sometimes he just helps me with a little bit. I think the majority of that one I wrote in, in Scotland, and then, like, he came in and was like, oh, you should do that here. And I was like, that's a great idea. But I can't really remember it. It wasn't like um, Brat or something where we, like, got together to write a song. But he is, like, a massive kind of – he's, like, the probably the closest thing to have, like, a musical partner for this solo thing because it's, like, you always need that – you don't always, but you often need that feedback um, that helps you – you know, finish a song or um, or come up with a new way of writing a song or whatever. So yeah, he's been he's been a co-writer on a lot of my stuff um, to varying degrees, and yeah, but that one I don't I don't really remember exactly because it was so long ago how much he was involved. But he played on the record as well. Every he played on all of the songs as usual. He's very supportive. <laughs> The, um, the Johnny that we're referring to, your partner, is Johnny Took from DMAs. And I'm just kind of yeah. curious, and I realise the irony of this question, in that I imagine <laughs> being a um, a musical couple, both of you being in the public eye, that whether it be to varying degrees that the media has some kind of idea of, you know, like um, do you guys sit down and write all your songs together or do you like always play music together or whatever else? Um, I'm curious what's the craziest kind of or the stupidest thing that you guys have been uh, asked or heard in terms of like media or publications, even like myself assuming um, certain things. No, um, not that it's crazy stupid. I think there's probably more of a tendency by accident to think that he is like the mastermind behind me sometimes like because he writes a lot of DMA songs as well and it's like I think sometimes if I mention that he's a co-writer people are like oh he wrote that song and she's just the poppy girl that sings it kind of thing where it's like it's really not like that it's generally my songs and he's helping me with like change a chord or he suggested a part would you throw a diamond was is the inverse in that he, that was a song of his that I added to that a really old song of his that he was like, you should try doing this song. And I was like, Oh yeah. And it was like a slow song. It was not, it wasn't slow. It was just more chilled. And then I added the ending, like the, would you throw a diamond section? So that kind of is kind of a sort of a him being a mastermind. But I think sometimes there is nothing's ridiculous. It's just you notice in like subtlety of tone that like no one would ever 
assume that Tommy O'Dell doesn't write his songs or over-assume yeah. Johnny Talk's influence in the DMAs, but in me they might over-assume his influence his kind of wizard mastermind producer boyfriend <laughs> behind the, the girl singer thing. And it's like, I am running this and Johnny helps me. And a lot of the time I credit him in songwriting because I haven't paid him because <laughs> I can't afford to. <laughs> so sometimes I credit him more than he's actually due, but sometimes <laughs> it's probably less than he's due. But there's always a bit of payment and, um, He's just basically such a generous soul that, like, he he's the kind of person, if you've ever met him, that, like, if anyone's a musician, he'd be like, let's do a session, I'll uh, help you out, blah, blah, blah. And he's not and, – and he kind of pushes people and brings the best out. So I don't want to, like, under undersell his influence. He's helped me become myself a lot. But I was a songwriter – and I'd finished many songs before I met Johnny. So it is funny when it's like, well, I don't want to undersell his influence because he's kind of seen potential in me before I could see it as a solo artist. But at the same time, musically, like I'm very capable and I am running this show. So it's like, yeah, you do. It's a, it's a tricky pickle, but we don't really let it affect us. Like I kind of live under a rock in terms of, that stuff and in terms of like fame or media attention he gets a lot more than me because I'm just starting out and all he ever does is just like sing my praise and try and tell people about me he's like my biggest publicist so (laughs) it's probably more me that's the underdog and being like he doesn't write all my songs by the way you know like (laughs) he helps me a bit (laughs) but that's because I'm the smaller artist and also there's a little bit of a gender thing that going on where assumptions do sort of subconsciously happen, I think, with people. But it honestly, it doesn't bother me so much because the songwriting splits are what they are. And if people think I'm some pop chick that's being written for all the time, that's fine. I'm still making the majority of the royalties, so I don't really care what people think. <laughs> but also, also... I wouldn't mind going down that route. I'm interested. I don't have that kind of you're not a real artist if you don't write your songs thing. Some of my favourite artists are like, you know, the singers from ABBA, the girls didn't write, they sang, but they're fucking ABBA, you know what I mean? Or like Cindy Lauper, pop artist, also a writer, also a singer. All those old school artists that I love, like the Motown singers and all that stuff, they were performers that sometimes wrote but... I'm I'm open to singing other people's songs and um, co-writing with people, and I'm doing a lot more co-writing now. But yeah, I mean, to answer your question, that is probably the main point where sometimes, sometimes he sort of overshadows me a little bit. I feel because he is such a beautiful, big, magical presence. But I'm an introvert, so I kind of like it. Mm. Like he gets to go out there and be in the world and be big, larger-than-life Johnny Took, and he introduces me to people that I wouldn't meet because I don't try and go out and meet people. So overall, <laughs> like, sometimes, you know, I'm kind of glad that he he is that guy and I get to just, you know, tag along and just be my lazy, unsocial <laughs> self. <laughs> I'd, again, it, it's something that I just confuses me because surely... 
fair enough. They you can go. Oh, he had a hand in it. But to assume that, like, you've also had what? How many years? It's ten years since prisoner. Like, there's also a songwriting mm. background with yourself. I think that's a very unfair assumption. To, again, that, that was to. a band. I mean, maybe maybe people don't assume. Like some people, like it always trips me out when people ask if I write in the Jezebels. I'm like, yeah, I write the entire vocal melody and sometimes the chords and some like not mm. always. That was always democratic. Like you know, we all influence. But it's like, yeah, I wrote the lyrics and the melody. That's a lot of the song, <laughs> um, uh, but like in all of the songs, a hundred percent of the songs, but there is kind of like a, an assumption, I guess, maybe that sometimes girls think every, every artist is different, you know, like sometimes you think it'd be a certain way and it's not like the right, the bass player is writing all the songs or, or yeah, the singer is running the whole show and everyone else is just going for the coat, like, but there are assumptions and I think, but it just, it doesn't bother me. I also think that that's to do with timing. Like people, people are all about what's big now and like, you know, um, the achievements of the Jezebels like kind of just like don't, are not acknowledged by so many people who weren't there or it's not happening now. So they don't think about it or they just don't know about it or whatever. I mean, Johnny knows about it, but like, yeah, it's not it's not as current, so it's like it's forgotten, which is fine. Yeah. I I don't mind being an underdog. I kind of thrive off people underestimating me. That's very <laughs> so. very fair. I kind of, I like that. <laughs> um, Haley, you yeah, it gives me something to do, something. To do. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, we would usually ask, I guess, what they're currently listening to. Is there any um, album or track at the moment that's taken your fancy? Uh, I've really got to listen to pop <laughs> music. Far out. Okay. But, you know, it's hilarious um, that I'm saying this because, like, I'm just talking about Johnny, but, like, from DMAs, who is so very Britpop. But I actually did listen to the new Liam Gallagher record the other day. And it made me feel really good. (laughs) Like I was jogging. (laughs) I was like, this is real good music. And it inspired me to go through and listen to the entirety of the Beatles catalogue. So I'm currently listening to a Beatles album a day from the beginning to the end. I'm up to the White Album now. Solid. Um, So... Yeah, so it sounds really lame, but I'm listening to the Beatles at the moment. Because I realised I didn't, didn't ever listen to them. You know, you just know them. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's but um, tracing. Yeah, listen to every album, start to finish, and that kind of thing. And because I love classic songwriting, and a lot of the time you don't acknowledge, like, you just it's just part of the fabric of life. Bands like the Beatles. Yeah. And so it's good to kind of focus them again and I think I'll probably continue in my journey into the classics after that maybe move to the Rolling Stones um, <laughs> and just yeah you know just just get back into the basics 100% I am um, recently there's nothing wrong with that I recently did the same thing revisited the Beatles and kind of took on a more almost like studying approach in terms of just knowing all the hits that are, as you said part of the fabric went and listened to like the, the the weird album tracks that you don't really listen to or whatever else. And it's, it is, it's good songwriting. Yeah. Yeah. It's great songwriting. And it, it, 
guitar music and classic songwriting, like they have their ebbs and flows, but that I do think that like they're always it's that it's a big part of my like realizing what I'm about as an as a solo artist in that like that was always what I was trying to push on the Jezebels, that more classic kind of thing and they had like these awesome abilities to like color it in different ways or twist it or make it different and that's that's cool and that was what it was but I'm just realizing like that's who I am as a songwriter I love that like old school classic (laughs) songwriting I struggle it's it's probably to do with my limited musical knowledge if I'm honest but I struggle to desire to do anything else at the moment so it's good. It's good to kind of school myself on it. It was always just like instinctual before, whereas now it's like, hold on, let's look into this. What can I learn <laughs> from the people that I've just been accidentally copying? Why don't I just consciously copy them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that's cool. Um, Hayley, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. I do appreciate it. Yeah. I'm sorry if it's not super fresh to say I'm listening to the Beatles at the moment, but <laughs> I am. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Thank you again. Thanks for having me. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Haley Mary for her time. Fall in Love is out now, and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to stream the EP or find her tour dates. We also want to give a huge shout out to Elise at Anthologies for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes, where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Until next week, cheers.
appreciate what you said about the music. It's um, yeah, it's really um, it's just it's really good to be able to make it, and I'm glad I um, pushed through the pandemic. I hope um, yeah, I feel like it's going to be paying off this year. The all the live stuff, so it's really exciting. 